on the Newman Jets Audio Network. This is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by Ascension Via Christi, Donlinger Construction, Mel Hambledon Ford, Eck Agency, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, Big Corner Creative, Pepsi, and by iCryo Recovery and Wellness. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. Getting set for Newman Jets women's basketball, we are headed down to Edmond, Oklahoma. The Jets and the Broncos in doubleheader coverage coming up on Saturday, 1.30 for the tip-off for the women. Of course, the men will follow about 25 minutes after. You can listen to the games on the Newman Jets audio network, newmanjets.com slash listen or watch on the MIAA network. And the recruiting coordinator, assistant coach for this women's team is joining us this week on our JetCast, Josh Burt. Coach Burt, welcome back to the show. Appreciate it so much. Thanks for having me, Blake. Well, uh, you guys last week, obviously, with a, a tough assignment against Missouri Western and a game that you really wanted to get against Northwest Missouri and played well for a lot of it. But what were your thoughts and, and, and the coaching staff thoughts on on a, a tough 0-2 week last week? Well, I think those two games kind of sum up the league in general. Um, there's no free games. There's no gimme no, games at all. Um, I don't care if it's a team at the top of the league or a team at the bottom of the league or middle of the league or wherever. Um, and Missouri Western is a good team in terms of like how they want to play long and athletic and try to turn you over, which I thought we handled that pretty well. Sure. Um, we just couldn't score quite enough to stay in the game for four quarters. Um and then the Northwest Missouri State game, we had one bad quarter there. Uh, the yeah. fourth quarter where he couldn't score it, we had, we held him down in the third quarter, took the lead going into the fourth. Um, I think what you saw a little bit there was we're learning how to win. Right, of course. Um, they've kind of been there before with most of their roster. Um, they finished, what, sixth last year or whatever, so they've made the tournament before. Um, they kind of put their foot on the on the gas there and knew that, hey, they we, we needed to win this one. And – I think we kind of got hit in the face and didn't necessarily respond super well. But I think we'll learn from that. Well, and, and one of the, your players that is learning and getting better every day in her senior year is Brittany Ho with three straight double-doubles and, you know, possibly closing out her career. She is, you know – improved so much here at, at Newman from her first two years at, at Northeastern State. You know, can it's been a while since Newman has had a consistent double-double threat here. Been, you know, a long time since that's been the case. And, and obviously uh, hasn't always rebounded this well the entire year, but uh, what she's doing right now is, is really something mm-hmm. special, isn't it? It is, it is. Um, it's fun to watch from a coaching standpoint. Um, and we kind of challenged her to get some more rebounds. Sure. And now that she's doing it, um, there's no reason not to continue. Of, of course. So like, uh, she feels that way in, in a sense, too, that like, hey, okay, I, I believe the, what the coaching staff believes now in terms of like I should be able to go out and get this every night. Sure. Um, which now if we can bring some other players along with her in like the point production area um, – that's going to be really nice for us. Well, and you mentioned the offense, you know, in those last two games uh, scored in the in the 50s. And you mentioned the offense for 40 minutes mm-hmm. because there were times in those games I thought you guys scored the ball really well. And obviously, you know, against Missouri Western, Brittany didn't have her best shooting performance, yeah. had a nice night offensively against NSU, but it was – 
mainly in the middle, didn't get as much in the first or fourth quarter. But, you know, as Coach Drew has said, and as you just mentioned, it can't just be the Brittany Ho show. You've got to have other people. So how do you guys bring other players up with that so that you can be more consistent throughout the 40 minutes? Well, I think we can uh... – Work on a little bit if teams teams are going to double Brittany, which I, at some point I I believe they're going to start gonna double teaming her. Sure. Like, I mean they've kind of played her straight up and let her get her points. I guess you would say. I don't know that they can continue to do that, so that may open up some things for like double teams. You're you know you're the person that's guarding you cuts. You get a layup on the backside or whatever. Um, and we ran some sets for like Carissa. And we've talked about putting in some new sets for maybe Maddie to get some shots off the ball. Um, instead of having the ball in her hand all the time. So things like that. Well, and Maddie Spagnola is coming up next on our JetCast, and we'll have Jevin Faust off the wrestling team. He'll be our last segment of the show today, so stay tuned for that. But, you know, we're talking to Maddie here in just a couple of minutes, and, and she's been what, – what a find. And, and you know, I, I've talked to Coach Drew about this before. Um, I'm sure that you're getting a lot of what you thought you were going to get, but – you know, this is by far the best she's ever shot from three-point land. So, boy, what a find that is for, for you guys. What has she brought to your program as a graduate for, for one year here in Wichita? Well, she's brought energy, um, toughness. You know, like she's worked through an ACL, you know, in her career, six years in college. Um, she's been mature, the level for us. And then the scoring aspect where we you have to respect her three-point shot. Um, from a coaching standpoint, I wish that we would have had Maddie for all four years. <laughs> of course. I wish she had like another COVID year or sure. year seven or eight, like try to go down the Mitch Lightfoot. Uh, yeah. There, but apparently we can't get those Dr. Years, Maddie. So. <laughs> uh, that, that, that would be great. Uh, you are, the, as, as one of your duties, one of the assistant coaches. So you're working on the bench and, and, and coaching on the court of practice too. You, you're the one, he's the kind of the guy that will pull girls aside while Coach Drew or Coach Nicole has their message and have the one-on-one conversations, but you're also the recruiting coordinator mm-hmm. for the Newman Jets women's basketball program. What do you think in this era, as it's changed so much here in the last decade or so, what do you think is, is your biggest challenge to, to find the, the Jets? And, and obviously, you're recruiting against some of the best programs in the country, but how are you getting these ladies to decide that Wichita and Newman and, and the Jet family is the right place for them? Uh, that's a great question. I think we've been, lately what we've been talking about is finding the right kids that want to come into a program that like needs to be turned around. Sure. So you can go to other programs where they've been doing it. They've been winning. Um, we like to say that's easy choice to make. Um, if you want to come to Newman, make the hard choice, but you're all the way in and you're going to reap the rewards of it at some point down the road. And it'll actually feel better. Um, sure. Then you just doing what somebody else has done at a school that's been winning or at the top of the conference or whatever. Yeah, I feel like, you know, it's easy when you're looking on film to say, oh, well, okay, this player can shoot really well. This player defends really well. This player passes very well. But you're looking for a mindset. And there are ways you can look, you know, when the team's up by 30 – are they engaged? Are they, you know, cheering for their opponents that don't ever – or their, their teammates that don't ever get to play when they make mm-hmm. a big basket? You know, how do they deal with officials and their teammates when uh, they make a mistake or their head coach when they bench them? So there are ways to look at it. But how do you try to recruit that kind of a positive mindset? Uh, well, a lot of that is off the court. Sure. Especially for me is uh, like phone calls with, with – potential recruits and then we get them here to campus like how do they interact we we specifically talk about that in the recruiting pitch and ask them if that's exciting to them sure or if it if it sounds daunting sure you know, like and what their reaction is to that um and then a lot of it is like 
actually going and seeing him in person. So we watched um, a 2024 recruit last weekend in person. Um, and in a, in a game kind of like that, they were playing like a homeschool team, and it was like 24-0. Sure. to zero. How is she reacting to, like, is she worried about getting her points? Is she in in the game on the bench when some kids that are playing, getting to play don't get to play very often? Right. Um, and it, so those things like that. The How do you develop a strategy? Because, you know, you've got two graduates on this team. Mm-hmm. You have some junior college transfers on this team. And you also have some four years on this team. Is there a different strategy? And, and how does the strategy differ depending on the experience level of the player that you're trying to recruit? So we try to mix it up. Um, we can't have like eight or nine incoming freshmen. Sure. That would be that'd be like a bad mix. So we try to mix it up between, okay, we need to fill in like gra- Maddie's going to graduate. Right. Are we going to fill her spot with the freshmen? What does that look like? Are we going to go out and find a junior college transfer? Are we going to go in the transfer portal? Um, it kind of just depends on what players we find that we really like. So if we really like someone and they're a freshman, we'll roll with it. Of course. Um, if we go to Jayhawk Conference and really find someone we really like and you know we want to go get them, then we'll roll with them as well. Well, and not only that, but this season, you've, it's been a – I can't remember the last one that we had, but you know, there was a while under the old regime where you know we had a, a kind of a steady flux of, of a couple international players. And uh, this year, you guys have gone back to that well. And so uh, adding in the international players, uh, that's a whole other dimension of recruiting. And uh, you've got a couple of four-year freshmen, uh, opportunity to be four-year freshmen here at Newman. And I know that there are growing pains with with Monty and, and with Valeria, but uh, they, they've also shown some really bright spots here at these young, at, at some early points in their Newman career. They have. Um, it's been fun at our previous stop. We didn't have a chance to really recruit international sure. players. Um, and now we do. The interesting part about that is it's all off of film. Right. Um, None of us has taken a trip overseas well, yet to see anybody in person. We're, so, we're trying uh, to get that in the budget <laughs> yeah, for, for I, next that, year. That would be a whole separate budget. Yes, uh, it uh, would. But it's been fun to see them grow. Um, and you never knew what you were going to actually get when they got here. But like, as you can see, Val has some, a bunch of upside. Yes. And uh, Monty's trying to figure it out. I think it's a little bit harder for Monty because she has the ball in her hands of course. as a point guard. So um, we've we've – put her together with like Maddie in hopes that some of those things uh, rub off and and it seems like for her like she'll see things that mm-hmm. not sometimes they're not there and sometimes the post player doesn't see that it actually yeah. is there but <laughs> it, some of the pa- Bernie and I have looked at some of the passes that she has made down mm-hmm. the court and said man if she puts it all together this she could be scary. Yeah, you feel the it's same scary. way we do, Blake. Yeah, so. <laughs> scary how good that she could be. And Valeria as well. What you know, I know that Coach Drew's working with the defense on her, but you know, you see the shot making that she has. And I-, I wanted to ask you another thing about recruiting. How rewarding is it for you personally to see you know a diamond in the rough that you have found? And obviously, you know, all the player that comes in just because you find them and you because you're scouting potential mm-hmm. they have to put in the work in the weight room off season conditioning you know nutrition to be the best that they can be but how rewarding is it when you come in and, and get a player that you really like and you see them have the kind of success that you believe that they can have oh it's uh the ultimate reward really like we spend so many hours recruiting and watching film i probably have 27 emails 
right now in my email box and sure, people that sure. have sent me film that I haven't had a chance to, to look at the players yet. Um, so when you find one you like and then they kind of pan out, so to speak, so far, um, it makes you feel like you know what you're doing. Sure. For sure. And it makes you feel good that then you can look at them too and say, well, now that we got them here, they look like they, they're a player. Um, we can build on that and grow that. Day-to-day, how much do you get involved in terms of the game plan on a you know game-to-game basis? Because I know from talking to Coach Allen and talking to all these coaches, especially it seems like in basketball, but I think it's also true in, in all the other sports, you know, you've got Coach Drew and Coach Nicole that are – they've got the hands on the game plan every week, but recruiting is a 365-day – a year job there's no off season and you know you have to have somebody working on the game plan during the year but you also can't stop recruiting during the year so so what's your day-to-day look like in terms of preparing for a game you're always at practice but then also going through those emails and and watching that game film so it depends we kind of switch up who takes the scout okay so like i may go three games out and take the scout that's three games down the road and kind of work on that or if i have some familiarity with uh like that team a lot of interesting part for me is having recruited and watched so many kids on film i may know some kids on a team more sure uh, because i've recruited them or watched their film a bunch and so i may know their individual tendencies more sure before i ever have to watch them on film at the at the school they're at um and then as far as recruiting that's an everyday thing um Drew does that too. Nicole does that. We sure. we both get all the same email. Sometimes I only get an email from somebody, so I I go to Drew and say, "Hey, did you get this email? Uh, check this girl out, you know, type of thing." And then, even like here coming up this week, I think that kind of our plan is we play this standalone game at Central Oak, um, and Oklahoma has like some girls that we're recruiting pretty heavily. Sure. Um, and they play in tournaments down there Thursday, Friday. So I may leave Thursday morning sure. and go watch some high school games Thursday, Friday, and then I'll be there for the shoot-around Saturday morning and the game on Saturday. Yeah, so. there's never an off period <laughs> when you're trying to get jets. doesn't matter what sport it is. Especially when you want to see them in person. Oh, it's hard to drive somewhere for like a Tuesday night, one game only. But when you can go to like a – there's a potential for me to be able to watch some of these kids three days in a row. So how did they have a good game Thursday night? Did they respond? What did they respond with Friday? How do they warm up um, before the game? What do they look like if the team makes the championship game? And obviously getting a chance to get local kids, too, from the MIAA footprint, also a Mm -hmm. benefit. Well, last question for you, then. Uh, Give us a little preview of Central Oklahoma. It's going to be a very, very different-looking team. No more Kelsey Johnson uh, and a new uh, head coaching regime. So at least, you know, for me, I've kind of been watching that team over the last, you know, three, four years. Uh, I I am expecting a much, much different-looking squad. What are you expecting? Uh, the same thing. Uh, I'm glad Kelsey Johnson's gone. Um, <laughs> so am I. So that that's a good thing. Uh, a unique, a little bit unique perspective is their head coach was at Cameron last year, uh-huh. and we played Cameron early in the year, so we know a little bit about obviously how they play. I think they're trying to figure out kind of the same things we are. Like they've started some different lineups um, in the last several games that I've watched, and they've played a couple kids that I didn't think would play this year, or actually would fit into how they play. Um, they like to play five out. They're going to press full court, man, zone, do all that. So it'll be very interesting. Um, it's a winnable game for us. Sure. But it'll, I'll be interested to see how we respond because we're going to, like, drive down there that morning, which is a unique setup. We're not on the road for two games. So I'm excited to see how we play down there. 
Um, and they'll they'll figure it out. They're in the same position we are, right? I'm sure. sure. Oh yeah. Our team, like, hey, this is a game we got to go get, and we we get to play them twice. So it'll be very. I think it's going to be one of the more fun games of the season that we play, regardless of the outcome. Should be very, very competitive down at Edmond. We'll see you at Hamilton Fieldhouse on Saturday. It's a one thirty tip-off for the women. We'll be there on the Newman Jets Audio Network, newmanjets.com slash listen. And, of course, you can watch the game on the MIAA Network, the MIAANetwork.com slash Newman. Men's action will follow about 30 minutes after the women wrap things up. Coach Josh Burt, recruiting coordinator for Newman Women's Basketball and assistant women's basketball coach. Thanks so much for the time, Josh. We'll see you down Thank there. You. And have fun recruiting on Friday and uh, Thursday and Friday. When we come back, graduate guard Maddie Spagnola, point guard for the Newman Jets. She joins me next here on the JetCast. Hi, friends. Phil Nightingale, general manager of Mel Hamilton Ford. Effective immediately. We have changed our sales hours on Saturday. All sales staff will work every other Saturday and will close early at 5 p.m. on Saturday. At Mel Hamilton Ford, people matter. We're certain these new sales hours will be better for our sales staff and their families. We invite you to embrace our new hours and schedule appointments meant to value your time. Mel Hamilton Ford, taking care of customers and employees since 1984, experience the difference. Don Linger Construction is currently hiring qualified CDLA truck drivers, heavy equipment operators, and heavy civil concrete carpenters for projects in and around the Wichita metro area. Don Linger Construction is employee-owned and offers competitive weekly pay and benefits. Quick start your new career and apply online at donlinger.biz. That's D-O-N-D-L-I-N-G-E-R dot B-I-Z. Don Linger Construction is an EEO-compliant employer. Veterans, women, and minorities encouraged to apply. Newman Jets women's basketball back on the road this weekend, taking on Central Oklahoma. It's going to be a very, very different style of Bronco team that we have seen. They have had a lot of longtime players. They've got a new head coach. A lot of those players are gone from the program. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the matchups play out this year for the Jets and Central Oklahoma. You just heard from Coach Drew. Now you're hearing from the graduate point guard for Newman, leading the team in assists and steals and having her best shooting season of her career is Maddie Spagnola. Maddie, thanks so much for being on the show we appreciate it very much thank you for having me well this last week obviously you know a couple of tough matchups and 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 had some good moments in both of those games for you guys as a team and and you personally as well but you know couldn't get the win how do you guys kind of get refocused here and 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 you've got not the week off but it feels kind of like a bye week not having to play two games so how do you get the team refocused as one of the leaders um, I mean, I just think like still getting in the gym, but like having your body recover, it's great opportunity for us to be well rested for Saturday, which will be like a high intensity matchup. You know, they'll full, full court press us. Um, I mean, just getting in the gym and like practicing hard throughout the whole week is what we're looking for. You, you uh, out there on the court and, and in practice as well, you know, Coach Droy says, you know, you're one of the most competitive people on the court and you're not afraid to you know have a dialogue with coach drew about things where do you think that that competitiveness comes from for you um i don't know i mean my whole family's pretty competitive i would say but um i don't know just something about like i always just want to be you know right and the best so like (laughs) i think that goes into like playing all the time so the the, well and, and you know you mentioned uh uh coach 
Coach Williams, who's behind the camera today, that, you know, like, wow, well, I've been doing this for six years. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, so how, how much does your experience kind of inform how you, uh, you know, approach the game on a day-to-day basis being, being a veteran? Um, well, you know, like, it's interesting you say that, like, my routine throughout the years has changed so much, you know, like, I think when you're younger, you never take it as serious either, like your preparation. And like these past two years, like after my injury, I just like have been so dialed in and focused on like my everyday, like being very similar. So I think that plays an important role to like what I bring every day to practice and like to games. So you are a leader on this team as a graduate when you're coming in having so much experience, but you don't have experience here. Does that make it challenging? How have you kind of approached that being a veteran? And obviously, when you're the point guard, whether you're a freshman or a graduate or anywhere in between, you're kind of looked upon to be the floor general and a leader. So how have you approached that coming here to Wichita for your your one-year stop with the Jets? Um, You know, like when I first met Drew, I like already sensed that me and him would be like very similar in a way. Um, but like understanding his coaching philosophy, like that was like a bit of a challenge to just see how he was going to coach. And I feel like I've gotten, you know, the hang of it right away, but it is a bit different. Like he's very high energy, like at my old school, I didn't really have that. So I respect that even more, you know, I'm a high energy player. Sure. So, you know, me and Drew, we get along, like he tells me he's like, I'm him on the court. So, (laughs) I mean, I agree with that. Everyone really says that too. Well, I asked him a couple of weeks ago, I said, you know, I'm sure that when you saw Maddie, you thought, you know, I'm going to get somebody who can pass really well. I get somebody who can get some steals, going to be feisty on the court. So I don't know if you thought you were going to get somebody who is going to shoot 40 to 50% from the three all year. This is by far your best shooting season. What do you attribute that to? Uh, Like so much time in the gym. I've never, well, you know, like being a six year, it's different. Like my school schedule is a lot different compared to other girls. Um, So, I mean, I'm in the gym every day you know and I did really work hard this summer to prepare for it but you know in my past I've always shot the three like somewhat well but this year like I've just like been working on my form and execution like every single day well it seems like you've got a couple Bernie and I have looked and there's been a couple that you'll just kind (laughs) of from you'll throw up from the side and he's like "Uh, didn't know about it and then (laughs) it just drops right in so looks like you've got some different you know slots that you can shoot from yeah I mean you know when you train you kind of like work off the dribble or like when someone's hand is like right on the side of your face like how you can get a shot up still I know I made one this weekend that you know I don't know if that was going in but (laughs) hey she had her hand down sure (laughs) of course what's the you played previously at Quincy what's been the adjustment like coming from the Great Lakes Valley Conference to the MIAA? Uh, Physicality by far Um, and intensity. uh, Just watching some of like the games compared to like last year, like I've never played against defenses that are like all up in you besides jury. I would assume everyone knows, but they're number two in the nation. Like we have teams who press us every day or and like pressuring me nonstop throughout 40 minutes and honestly like just being physical with the guards is a lot different than what I was used to and Drew warned me about that and I feel like I've kind of like gotten used to it by now so you I'm sure being in other leagues you always hear about well you know the MIAA this and MIAA that but you know when you come here you know most I think some people think, oh, they're just talking. It's not actually real. But, you know, you're not the first student athlete who's told me, like, no, it's it's a real thing. Yeah, no, honestly, it was way different. We uh, The GLVC is similar. You know, like, it's pretty close in Region 2. And, like, we always would talk about, like, Central Missouri and Northwest Missouri State. And it really is a big difference. You know, I some of these guards are, like – 
um, mid-major D1 guards, you <laughs> sure. know, in a way. So it, it really is different. So I think that one thing you should know about Maddie, not only is she very competitive, but also you're a pretty big sports fan from the Chicago area. Uh, what would you say are, are some of your, your top teams that you follow? You've got a, a number to pick from from the Chicago area. Um, I mean, my Chicago Bears. I love the Bears. Uh, <laughs> I love the Chicago White Sox. And it would probably shock people, but honestly, I don't watch the NBA. Sure. Uh, I just I, I used to be a big Bulls fan back in the day, but now I just I can't watch the NBA anymore. Um, Reason being, I can't stand how like it's all three pointers and sure. it, it's just like there's no defense. You know, you no. sit there, they're not like ever in help. So I just I, I can't stand the NBA, but. I don't watch um, like a specific college team from my sure. area. Uh, I'm a North Carolina fan, but sure, I don't know. I'm just biased with all my Chicago teams. I think that they're you know you love the Bears. The Bears may not love you back, unfortunately. No, they don't. And I think that Jordan actually. I don't know how I I found this tweet. I think that either Coach Drew or Jordan liked it, but it was from October. And I'll let you plug your own Twitter account if you would like to. If not, it's fine. <laughs> Um, but the quote is, I talk a lot of crap to Packers fans, KC fans, Cowboys fans, <laughs> but then I wake up realizing I'm a Chicago Bears fan. <laughs> There's nothing more embarrassing than that. Uh, can you describe your relationship with the Chicago Bears over the, these last few seasons? It, uh, it hasn't been easy. No, it's, it, I would define it as heartbreak every year. <laughs> you know, I would go back to the Cody P Parker double sure. doink. And that's <laughs> yeah. like, I have pictures on my Snapchat of me crying after that game, you know, because I'm so passionate. But, um, you know, I just like, I look forward every year to the Bears just to be let down. Like, sure. that's kind of how I feel. But, you know, I'm always optimistic going into it. Like, we got the number one draft pick. Sure. People are going to trade a lot for that. Um, and a new uh, – I think it's a new owner or CEO sure. with a Big Ten guy. But um, You guys finally got to draft a quarterback? We have a quarterback. See, I think we need to build around Justin Fields. Sure. I, and maybe I really that's, think that. And maybe he's the guy. Maybe. Jordan behind the camera, not convinced. He's but. from Cincinnati. I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to compare sure. much, but he's from Cincinnati. Sure. So. No, I understand. Well, final question. Let's bring it back around to basketball. Central Oklahoma, as I mentioned, you know, they've had a first team all-conference center the last few years. She's gone Old coaching staff has gone. New coaching staff comes in. So this is going to, at least for me, um, I know this will be the first time that you've seen them, but for me, this is going to be a way different looking Central Oklahoma team. As you guys have gone, I know you still got a lot of practice to get ready for, but what are you expecting from this UCO squad on Saturday? You know, um, full court press, that's going to be kind of a challenge for us. Like we, we struggle, like, not turning the ball over. And I think just preparing for that mentally and – there, um, it seems I've watched some of their games. It seems like there are a lot of like individual one on one players. So just being able to defend that, um, and I know they have a solid four going in. So I don't know, just matching their intensity, physicality, like throughout the week, that will be a big key. But again, we're uh, we're a new team. If you sure. look at it, we have a lot of new people. So. Um, I don't know, just focusing on the scout and being able to handle their pressure. Dedication to the scout, as Coach always says. It yeah. is a 1.30 tip-off, doubleheader coverage, of course. We'll have it for you on the Newman Jets Audio Network, newmanjets.com slash listen. Of course, download the app on your mobile device, Google Play or the App Store. Or, as always, if you can't make it to the game, you can watch it on the MIAA Network, the MIAA Network.com slash Newman. Maddie, best of luck to you and the ladies. We'll see you down there on Saturday in Edmond. Thank you. When we come back, 
back, we'll talk wrestling. Jevin Faust picked up a big victory against Nebraska Kearney last time out in the Jets' last home wrestling event of the season. That's coming up next to wrap up the JetCast. Hey, boss, the backhoe was stolen from the Valley job. Great. And our computers were hacked last night, and they got some of our clients' information. Seriously? And your wife called. She said the dead tree you were supposed to tear down fell on your neighbor's roof. Ah, what am I going to do? I'd call Eck Agency. They're great at providing insurance solutions to protect your business, work comp, home, and autos before these things happen. Call or text Eck Agency at 316-303-1905 or visit eckagency.com. Life. It throws you curves and it knocks you down. But what separates the good from the great is the getting back up. Newman University will always get back up. We are a university of doers, of innovators, of transformers. We inspire as we soar to new heights. We will not be beaten. We will not settle for anything less than the best. We are Newman University. Wrapping up on the JetCast this week, we are talking Newman Wrestling. Wrestling just had their last home event of the week this past weekend. And Jevin Faust, freshman from Arkansas City at 141, won his match an 8-4 victory over the number two Lopers. Jevin, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Appreciate it very much. Of course, of course. Well, you uh, obviously a really bright spot for the Jets in that match. Uh, what's the mindset when you're wrestling against one of the top teams in the in the conference not just that but i think they were ranked second in the country when you guys faced them you know what's your approach when you you play a, a, when you're wrestling it's the top tier team and, and obviously expecting to have a top tier guy at every weight class well i mean i, I think the most important thing is you got to stay confident um because like you said they're coming in they're ranked you know, everybody knows you're going to have a guy you know somebody's going to be good on their team and you just got to stay confident in the training that we've put in and the time we've put in because, I mean, we put in just as much as they have. Sure. Well, and, and so in that match, you know, you built an early lead. Uh, how, how much did that give you the confidence to, to be able to, to get on top in the match relatively quickly? Um, when, you're, when you're in there uh, on the mat, I feel like it's the biggest confidence booster when – like when you're wrestling somebody like that, you know they're a ranked in the nation, ranked wrestler, um, and you're and you're in there hanging with them. So first period, we, I think we were tied. Two yeah, two. I think it was two two. Um, and I was like, well, I mean, I'm here, I can wrestle with this guy, and it just kind of put that com- that confidence even more instilled in me. So. And then obviously in the second, it was pretty much the Jevin Faust show as you get the near fall. Um, you know, what, what was the key to to you know putting him in in a jeopardy there in the second? Um, we had actually been drilling that situation with that um, what, that cradle that I hit the, all, for the last couple of weeks, um, and I just kind of felt it. And felt that it was open and went for yeah, it. Went for uh, it. So you had him down there for what seemed like an eternity, yeah. and he was looking and looking, and you know your co- coach uh, Fisher's over there, you know, basically screaming, saying that it's. Did you pin him? I I, I mean. If, if you're asking me, I pinned him. I'm, I'm asking you. I'm not asking um, the referee. I'm asking you if you pinned him. Because it looked – you know, I was watching with our old associate athletic director, uh, Zane Ealing, up on top. And Zane was looking at me, and he said, I don't know what else you have to do. Yeah. Like, what, what is a pin? If that's not a pin, what's a pin? Yeah. Um, 
I got up after that, after holding him there for that whole, I think it was like 30 or 40 seconds. Same, and, it seemed like it. Um, I was like, my my arms are blasted. Yeah, I bet. I it for that long. But, um, yeah, the, my um, my grandpa's uh, used to be a like a really, um, what was I going to say? He's in the Hall of Fame for officiating. Okay. He was he was there watching For wrestling, yeah. yeah. His opinion? And he was like, the, the the spotlight creates shadows on the mat, which I love the spotlight. But he was like, so sometimes you can't see, but he was like, that would if I was out there, it would have been a pin. <laughs> okay, well, so uh, maybe could have been a little a few more points for Newman if, if he had gotten the pin. <laughs> you go into the third. What's your approach after uh, you're leading eight to two at that point? So you've got a comfortable lead, but obviously, you know, you want to build on it. You get a technical fall is worth more points in the match than uh, than a regular fall. I think at that point in the match, it's it's only like three nothing Central Oklahoma. So you know, you guys know that it's an uphill climb against the Broncos, but at that point, you're still thinking, hey, you know, we can make some inroads and maybe start to build some momentum. So you want to try to build up there. What's your strategy going into the third, especially you know, as you mentioned with your arms, you know, burnt on fire from trying to hold them down yeah. there. How did you approach that third period? Um, well, it was kind of a uh, adrenaline dump whenever I'm like, got him on his back in the second and I'm thinking, this is it, this is it, it's over. Yes. And then third period comes and I'm like, man, I gotta go another two and I, sh- <laughs> I should be done. But I, sh- I need to finish stronger than I did for sure because third period came around, I was gassed and yeah, just, um, I should have put it on him more because showed my team that, hey, we're all we can all we can all do this to these guys, you know, and just but that's why I like wrestling about at 33, though, is because you get one match for you and then I'm number two and the team can watch me and hopefully I I can give them confidence after after a win, you know, up early. So. So you you wrestled at 133 on on uh, on Friday. Yep. You're listed at 141 on the roster. How much give and take, or or what was? How did you guys come to the decision that you know? Because obviously at one point you were thinking you were going to be at 141, yeah. and you know cutting. I'm not sure how close you were to the line to cut. If you had to cut a lot or, or just a little, how did you guys make that decision that you wanted to try 133? Um. Well. Coming in, I, th- I think I put that down on myself. I want to be 141, and then because I, I don't like to cut weight, but the coach, cool. the coaches, who does, like, yeah, nah. but the coaches were like, um, I think you'd be really successful here. Just try it out. Let me see how you feel. And I went there, and I think I wrestled two tournaments at 33. I didn't place at our first one, and then our second one I placed at, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm starting to feel it here. And then as the season went on, I started making the weight more, and it just got easier and easier every week. Sure. So now. I mean, I'm, then obviously I'm you get a result like that, and that's probably got to give you even more confidence that you're wrestling at the right weight, doesn't it? Yep, yep. Well, you know, you, you give up in the third period. You know, you get warned for stalling, and then you give up a couple of stall points, which I'm sure for some guys, you know, maybe could pressure them into making a mistake. You stayed very, very patient, didn't really give your opponent a chance to get back into the match by making a big mistake and, and giving up a near fall. How do you keep yourself patient and just realize, you know what, at the spot that I'm in, I just need to play defense. I need to not worry about these these couple of points here. How do you approach that when, when you're up big but giving up a stall point? Um, it's definitely hard, and in wrestling, when you like say I, I was on bottom there, you kind of got to give some improv, you know, like acting as as if I'm I'm working to score. Sure. If, so if you're if you're gonna sit on a lead, you can't like 
down there I was I, I wasn't doing much acting. I was I was I was not I was not getting turned. <laughs> yeah, but, that's for sure. Um, yeah, you kind of got to just show the ref that you're still attempting to work while staying tight and in good position because I mean once like you're way more vulnerable moving all over the place whenever you can put yourself in bad position whenever you're than when you're not you know so last question for you I'm not sure if you're going to face the same guy but you'll be in his territory headed up to Nebraska Kearney the Midwest duels are coming up on Saturday at nine o'clock uh, what are you expecting from yourself and what kind of an event will this be for you and the Jets um actually I've only had one dual tournament I take that back. I've had a couple dual tournaments in my life, but not very many at all. And um, so this will be pretty fun for me. Sure. Um, dual tournaments. Dual tournaments are cool because you get a, like a longer break in between matches, and you get to watch your whole team at one time. So I think it's pretty fun. But um, it's a different. It's kind of a different vibe than a tournament because you got your whole team cheering you on on the side. Sure. And I mean. I hope to close it out and beat everybody. Well, you know? we'll we'll just kind of plan on that. Freshman from our Kansas City, Jevin Faust, wrestling at 133. Big win over Nebraska Kearney, and he is headed up to Kearney with the rest of the Jets on Saturday. It's a 9 a.m. start there for the Midwest Duels hosted by Nebraska Kearney. Jevin Faust, thank you so much, and congratulations again on the win. Thank you. We'll be back next week, getting close to time to start some spring sports previews. I know that it's cold outside, but it's about time to start talking diamond sports. I believe we do that next week with softball and then baseball the week after that. So we'll see you back next week on the show. So until then, Blake Cripps and Wichita saying, go Jets. Go Jets.